Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. From the Action Network, one of the best in the business, Brett McMurphy. Brett, great reporting, especially all summer long on some of these big stories. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks thanks, uh, for having me, Steve. Good to talk to you again. Good to talk to you again. Now, look, I want to do the fun part first, then we'll get to the other part. Brett did put out his bold projections today. <laughs> Last year at the end, you were 92% heading into that weekend. Brett also is, wants to point out that his preseason was at 9%, <laughs> which, means, which means you're like all the rest of us. He does have Penn State in, in the Goodyear Cotton Bowl. All right, so <laughs> how much fun do you have putting that together? Um, it's kind of a labor of love. It, it's, uh, you know, it's like a, a Rubik's Cube in that, you know, once you put certain teams in certain spots, it kind of, you know, you filter down within a specific conference, and then you look at the past bowl games, and you're like, wait, that team was in that bowl. I can't put that team in that bowl. So then you have to mix everything up again. Um, but, no, it's fun. And then, you know, whenever possible, you know, you try to stick uh, rivalry teams together in bowl games is more of a wishful thinking. But, yeah, at this point, um, you know, look, it, I always tell people if you don't like my bowl projections, well, guess what? They'll change in a week. So just wait till next week. <laughs> See, it's all about fun, right? At, at least till that last must... week. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Till the, in the last week, it gets serious. People want to want to know, but yep. it must be at least fun for you with all the news that has come out, where none of it's on the field. To at least write about something that is fun on the field. Yeah, I mean, it's college football is kind of becoming similar to the NFL in a number of ways, and one one way is that uh, there's never really a dead period, if you will. There's always something going on, whether it's currently now with realignment, uh, NIL, you know, coaches usually didn't get uh, fired until the end of the year. Now you see, you know, mid-season firings like the NFL. So football, college football certainly is, is mirroring the NFL as it's coming a 365-a-day news cycle. Um, and obviously most recently with everything that's going on uh, regarding realignment, uh, especially with your uh, home conference, uh, the Big Ten Conference. So let's get to that. Um, let's discuss USC and UCLA are coming in starting August 2nd, 2024. The new TV deal will be in place starting July 1 next year. So, Brett, you know, Kevin Warren has said they're not done expanding. So let's talk about this Oregon proposition first that was put out by at action network hq what do you know about that because obviously it doesn't sound like it's the highest level of discussion well it it is but it isn't i mean you know because here's the deal i mean one i wouldn't have reported it if it wasn't significant and i did want to make right. clear that you know the, the oregon president ad rob mullins and kevin warren are not in not in this meeting. But what it is, it's people a little bit further down the food chain, if you will. Um, and basically, they they want to get all their ducks lined up in a row, the play on words, um, as, as far as this moving further up the food chain so they can go ahead and 
and pull the trigger on this. The same thing happened with the USC and UCLA. The only difference was the USC stuff did not get out until literally the day of when they were officially announced. So now with all the, the talk um, privately and publicly about expanding within the Big Ten, um, these things, you know, I was able to get this out and, you know, it's pretty significant because the Pac-12 is in the midst of trying to, you know, they're trying to, you know, engage and finalize a new media rights deal for the league that that starts in 2024. Um, but then you've got the dilemma that Oregon, Washington, Stanford, Cal, shoot the, the Arizona schools, Colorado, Utah, you know, they potentially could be in the Big Ten or the Big 12. Um, and so, you know, how, how eager are you to sign a new media rights deal if you're any of those remaining Pac-12 schools when you know specifically Oregon, Washington, Stanford, Cal, there's an opportunity you can go to the Big Ten and double whatever George Kliakoff, the number he puts on the table in a few months. And so, um, you know, it, it's significant. I mean, I, you know, I, I did an interview with, I think it was Big 12 radio because they would be impacted by this if those schools leave because I think the Arizona schools, Colorado and Utah then go to the Big 12. And they asked me what percentage chance do you think Oregon will end up in the Pac-12? I think I said like 85% and they tweeted it and of course everyone reacted yes. to that. And, you know, that, that number may be low but I mean, Kevin Warren said publicly he wants to get the 20, he's got an interview with um, Bryant Gumbel of HBO Real Sports that airs tomorrow. It was was taped last week. He's asked directly. I've seen the transcript of the interview. Do you foresee the Big Ten at 20 teams? And he said yes. He didn't say maybe. He said he didn't say possibly. He didn't say let's see. He said yes. I think that's very telling. And the biggest criticism of USC and UCLA being in the Big Ten is they're stranded on an island. Their poor kids are going to have to travel across the country. Well, how do you solve that problem? You had four more schools on the West Coast, and now suddenly that's not quite an issue. Grant rights is an issue, especially for the ACC. It's also an issue when it comes to the Pac-12 or Pac-10, but it's the opposite issue. Their grant of rights runs out in 22 and a half months, thus they're exponentially more vulnerable. So is it safe to say, Brett, that one of two things happens within a year that schools leave to go to the Big Ten or the Pac-10 signs a deal with a new grant of rights, and those are the two scenarios? I be very honest, Steve, unless the Big Ten does a total 180 on everything they've said about expansion, I think the only option is option one. And those schools yep. go sign to go to the Big Ten, and then you have the other schools sign to go um, to the Big 12. And that, you know, because look, you can leave, if you're a Pac 12 member, you can leave and go to another league at the start of 2024, and there is no. There is no, you don't, do not lose your grant of rights. So it's all based on timing. So yep. why is the Pac-12 so, um, you know, an endangered species right now and not the Big 12? Well, I'm an alumni from the Big 12, and a year ago the Big 12 was in this position. The only reason the Big 12 is not in this position now, and this is the honest truth, is because there's no schools in the Big 12 that the Big 10 or the SEC wants. They already got Oklahoma and Texas. So nobody wants them. For once, that's an actually an advantage because the schools in the Pac-12 are, are attracted to the Big Ten. That could ultimately lead, lead to the end of the 
uh, Pac-12, which would be sad. I don't, I don't like leagues going away. I hate that Southwest Conference yeah. whack, your Big yeah. East football, et cetera, et cetera. But Pac-12 has been around for 107 years. I don't think it's going to be around past 110 years, to be honest. Interesting. Uh, and again, they're most vulnerable because their grant of rights are up first. The grant of rights that are up last are the ACC. Uh, I know that several people have looked at the grant of rights. I know you have as well. It seems like it's extremely difficult to get out of uh, unless you want to pay a huge number. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, Steve, you know, look, a lawyer can get out of anything. You can get out of any contract. <laughs> are you willing to pay? Are you willing to pay that much money? The other thing is, do you really want to be the school? You know, any school in the ACC, do you really want to be that school to challenge the grant of rights? You know, do you want that scarlet letter on your on your chest? Because if you're not successful, you're always going to be known as the school that tried to get out and couldn't get out. Um, but that's good news for the ACC because if they weren't locked into those grant of rights, I guarantee you the SEC would go after North Carolina, Virginia. They'd go after Clemson, maybe Florida State. I think the Big Ten also would have an interest in Miami, possibly Florida State, also Virginia and North Carolina. Um, but they've got 14 years left, and it's kind of like, the old meatloaf, uh, paradise by the dashboard life song. <laughs> I love you till the end of time, and then I'm praying for the end of time. They're praying for the end of these grant rights in the ACC because they're going to be making half of what the Big Ten schools are going to be making. They're going to be making half of what the SEC make, is making. And to sum up how crazy college football is right now, Vanderbilt's making more money than Clemson in their media rights deal, and Rutgers is making more than Alabama. Yes. In fact, uh, first of all, two parts. Number one, I never thought the great philosopher Meatloaf would be quoted on this show, <laughs> but it's really cool you did. Number two, before USC came in, and this goes back to May, I said almost verbatim the same thing. If I'm USC... I'm looking around saying, Rutgers is making more than we are? No. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's exactly and, what they thought. Know, and to be very honest, and since you brought that up, Steve, I have, I have not reported this ever, but I'll tell you this. Um, I don't remember the exact time frame. It could be anywhere from three to six years ago. I'd have to go back and scrounge through some old notes and different things. But I know that USC had an interest in the Big 12. Now, I don't, again, this was, you know, low-level stuff. It was never anything I reported because, one, they didn't want it out. Two, they weren't sure if that's what they were going to do. But, yeah, USC's been, you know, in one way or another, they've been trying to get out for a long time. <clears throat> and, yeah, and now, you know, it's, college football has become a, the mini-NFL. You know, you have 16 to 20 schools in the Big Ten, 16 to 20 in the SEC, one's on Fox, one's on ESPN. You know, the two conferences will meet, and it'll be college football's version of the Super Bowl. Probably the California Board of Regents can't do much about UCLA going to the Big Ten. This doesn't affect USC. They're a private school. But, uh, but would it appease the Board of Regents if Cal were a part of it? Uh, bingo. 
you're a thousand percent right. And that's why Cal is Cal is under consideration. Governor Newsom cannot and I guess legally they can do something, but they're not going they're not going to make UCLA withdraw from the Big Ten. If so, then have me back on and you know, throw tomatoes at me and say you were you were dead wrong on this. Um, I don't see that happening. However, I think that's one way you can quiet Governor Newsom and the Board of Regents is the Big Ten adds four and Cal is part of that group. Um, you know, now the Big Ten will say, well, we like Cal because they're academics, et cetera, et cetera, but behind the scenes, you're absolutely right. Uh, it appeases Gover- Gover- Governor Newsom. And again, not that he could stop this, um, but he, he could make life a lot easier for the Big Ten if, if that happened also. By the way, uh, if they're throwing tomatoes, I would be standing next to you because I've made the same statement. So, I mean, so we can just kind of split the tomatoes, okay, as they get thrown at us. Uh, The next part is the Notre Dame part of it. I mean, really, legitimately, the, the only gigantic chip left in the game. NBC's negotiate or wants to negotiate with them. I don't know if they've opened negotiations or not. We know what Notre Dame said, 75 million. Rumors are saying they get 60. How do you see that playing out with them? Well, at least from the people I've talked to within the Big Ten right now, and again, things have changed so quickly. But right now, they envision Notre Dame remaining an independent. They, they believe yeah. that, you know, the 60 to 75 million, whatever that final number is, is close enough to what the SEC and Big Ten will have. Now, the two things that can change that. One is that the money just continues to get obscene with the Big Ten and the SEC, and they believe there's too much of a gap to that they can remain an independent. That's part A. Part B is, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with the college football playoff. we got four more years of four teams, and then it will expand in some matter. We don't know what that new playoff format's going to look like. If it is a disadvantage as an independent as far as getting in a college football playoff, then that could push Notre Dame into a conference. I think at the end of the day, and I've said this as long as I've been covering college football, which has been a long time, Notre Dame wants to be an independent. They prefer to be an independent. And until there's financial or playoff limitations, I think they will remain an independent. But whether the Big Ten goes ahead and adds those four schools and Notre Dame comes along later and says, hey, we want to join, then guess what? The Big Ten will have 21 teams where they'll find another dance partner and they'll have 22. But they are not waiting for Notre Dame to make a decision before they move on these Pac-12 schools. So don't think they're waiting for Notre Dame before they do anything. Is there any concern about a collusion lawsuit if the Big Ten were to get four more Pac-12 schools? I mean, I'm sure there's there's concerns about lawsuits, you know, concerning everything. But how would you, again, I'm not smart enough to figure this out, but I would just say these schools are coming to the Big Ten. Like I had a source tell me, every school that's not in the SEC has come to the Big Ten trying to get into the Big Ten. So, you know, how could you sue the Big Ten? I mean, USC and UCLA didn't have to go to the Big Ten. They, mm-hmm. they could have stayed in the Pac-12. That was their decision. 
you know, they make it they make it like all well, the Big Ten made them come. No, Oklahoma and Texas didn't have to go to the SEC. That was their decision. So again, I don't see. I'm sure somebody can spin it. You know how lawyers are; they'll spin anything any way they want. But if you have these schools that want to come into this conference because, oh, by the way, you're making more money than any other conference, and oh, by the way, in one to five years, you're going to be having to compensate players, whether it's TV revenue, whether it's pay for play, whatever it is. So you better get as much money you can. Because some of this money is going to go to these players, so how do you blame the conference for that? Um, I'm sure somebody will try. I'm sure they probably will try some kind of lawsuits, but I don't. I just, again, I'm not smart enough to figure out how it would work. Nope. Oh, neither am I. That's why I asked you. I thought you'd be smarter than I would. <laughs> Finally, you did bring up uh, pay for play. Part of this interview that Brian Gumble does on Real Sports on HBO with Kevin Warren does include Brian Gumble, and you put it out, by the way, on um, on your Twitter account that was released by HBO, where he's asked about paying players. How do you see that coming about and the fact that he is so direct about it? I think from talking to Kevin and talking to some other commissioners, I think I think every, and also a, a ton of ads. They all realize that th- this is going to happen. I mean, we have an nil right now, and that's that's a mess. I would compare it to the wild wild west, but I don't want to insult <laughs> the wild wild west. But the, the the pay the pay for play or compensating players or whatever they they have witnessed what happened with the nil, and it's a mess. So I think what they want to do is they want to get ahead of this pay for pay per play uh cj stroud ohio state quarterback remarked the other day he thinks the players should get you know a percentage of the tv deal and you know it, i can't disagree with them so i think what kevin warren is trying to do and the other commissioners is they want to come up with a plan beforehand as opposed to nil where you know all the horses are out of the out of the barn and now you're trying to rope them all up and get them back in with nil that's never happened they're scattered everywhere so i think kevin is wanting to be up front when he said i want to have discussions about this i want to be at the forefront of this so they can figure out you know and the the thing that's scary for the non big 10 and non-sec conferences is what may work for those two leagues because they're going to be breaking in close to 100 million dollars per school per year what may work for them may not work for the Big 12. It may not work for the ACC. It's certainly not going to work for the MAC, Conference USA, the American, etc. But they're not going to be concerned with that. They're like, you know, they're only worried about their own conferences. And if they want to do something a certain way, the other conferences financially may not be able to do that. And they may have to do something else. They may have to do something different. That's fine. But the Big Ten and SEC wants to do it because they know the best players ultimately are going to end up with the most lucrative financial deals. And the next lucrative NFL. Yeah, and the next lucrative financial deals, what do you do with the college football playoff? Uh, In the end, based on the people you've talked to, Brett, how many might they go to? The Big Ten or playoff? No, playoff. Um, Definitely more than four. The thing is, if if they go to 12, they'll make substantially more money than if they go to 8 because you're adding another round, you're adding more inventory. Well, if you're at 12, you just go ahead and go to 16. That's something 
you know, that's got to be decided. I think what will help them is that, you know, they want more than one network, whether it's ESPN or Fox or whoever, to bid on this thing. And I think it could be like the NFL playoffs. You've got different networks televising different rounds of the playoffs. You maximize the profit. So if I would guess right now, I would say, I would say, again, I think 12 right now. But, man, things things change so much. But I do feel like the commissioners want to reward the top four teams with a buy. Um, and you can do that with 12 teams. If you go to 16, obviously there's no buys. They obviously, a lot of, you know, down in the weed stuff, they got to figure out when these games are going to be played. Because, quite, you know, very honestly, the NFL is gobbling up all the TV spots in, in January. Yeah. Um, and in December, so they've got to they've got to find out a calendar when they can do this, and also that works with uh, scholastic schedules. That is, if if kids are still going to class, <laughs> the new, this, this, uh, new play yeah. format. Who knows? They may not be. Absolutely incredible stuff, Brett. Great work as always, and I know you've been busy and doing a lot of these. You're not bad for an Oklahoma State guy. Pretty good. Uh, <laughs> appreciate appreciate you so much, Brad. We look forward to talking to you again because I think you just gave the audience pretty good education. Anytime, Steve. Take care. Thank you.